Welcome to the CFG Gamecast episode 16 where streamers and gamers alike come together to talk about the previous week's news and entertainment in gaming. Uh, I said that kind of fucked up but that's okay. Um, with us today we have none other none other than review sesh uh you know her the backlog queen sesh what is going on how are you my friend i am well i got a lot going on i got crowdfunding i got a new place i'm officially moving into tomorrow with all my stuff lots of stuff as always Yes, yes. What uh, I, I know that you've been playing uh, the through the Metal Gear Solid uh, uh, franchise. How is that going? I think you're on the second one right now. Oh, the Metal Gear Solid franchise has been fantastic so far. I actually just finished the second one last night after nice. my movie night. Yes. Yeah, movie night was super fun. That was a great thing. I'm, since I'm doing a crowdfunding project and it's a Metal Gear Solid crowdfunding thing, all my Twitch stuff is going towards that. And so I've been playing the games for it. And then last night I did a movie night where I actually did a screening of like a bunch of different things I've directed and edited, which is super fun. And I'm excited to do it again next Friday. That is awesome. Congratulations on that. When are you, so when are you going to move on to uh, the third one then? Which one's the third one? Uh, the third one, well, we were thinking about actually playing MGS4 since that follows um, Solid Snake's storyline next. Right. And then possibly doing 3 since that follows Big Boss's storyline. And since I haven't played 4 or Peace Walker and those ones are also on my agenda, um, basically I'll be playing, there's 6 games total and there's 3 games for each of the 2 different snakes. Ooh. So I think I'm going to cap off Solid Snake next. And that's probably going to be Monday night unless I'm doing my other podcast. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And and with us, we've got one of the smoothest souls on Twitch, uh, the master of chill. Yeah, that's you. That's you. I'm talking about Doc Limitless. What is good, my friend? How goes it? Thank you very much for having me. Much love, Smitty. Thank you All for fine uh, chill, my man. Thank you very much for for having me on this amazing podcast. Absolutely, brother. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell, tell us about your stream. Um, who is Doc Limitless? So the Doc Limitless, the man Limitless. So former Navy veteran, 12 years in the Navy uh, as a hospital corpsman. Uh, served with the Marines for eight of those 12 years. Uh, did some good times. So if you do see the Doc in the name, that's where it comes from, because that's what Marines do call me. Um, Limitless comes from being able to tell people that there is no limit that what you can do uh, in life. So everything is limitless. You just have to put your mind to it and stay positive. So always about the lo-fi and chill. Um, that's mainly where the streams and everything come from. So, yeah, uh, we play a lot of story based games. Uh, currently, we are doing Monster Hunter World just to get back into that because Iceborne is coming out. And I can't wait for the variations that are going to come with that one. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of lo-fi and chill. So if you like to lo-fi and chill, you know where I'm at. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, lo-fi I, and chill. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it is. It is so chill and and doc. And he's got a great community as well. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I can't even remember. It was probably a few months ago. I feel like I feel like it was just yesterday uh, where I uh, where we end up meeting. I can't even remember how we end up meeting, but I remember seeing seeing yeah, your stream and being like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I ended up being a part of one of your raids and 
I was like, this cat is electrifying like The Rock and WWE. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to have to rock with this guy. <laughs> subbed ever since. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I love it. And and this week uh, for myself, what I announced on my channel was uh, I actually put my two, week, two weeks in uh, at my current job. I've been there for almost 13 years uh, as the uh, production manager at a ABC affiliate. Uh, so it was real like it was real weird doing that I've always kind of imagined like you know what would that be like to do that uh, but I'm very much a person that believes in in you know what I mean making changes if uh, you know what I mean I, I want to continue growing uh, both personally and professionally and you know I, I was offered an opportunity that would allow me to do that uh, you know so I had to I had to I had to take it you know you got to see what uh, see what it's all about and whatnot I'm all about uh, going and doing that stuff so it, it's definitely it's been a weird kind of off week for me just because I know it's you know here in a couple of weeks I'm going to be going to a whole different place you know meeting you know starting over meeting people you know what I mean but you know the opportunity to work in the digital space um, you know on a on a much larger uh, uh, format you know uh, uh, content creation and and the reach uh, of the company and whatnot, uh, I'm excited to uh, check it out and, and see what we can do. So, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. You don't Thank think. you. And and opportunities open up like that. It's like, do you let the door close on you, or do you walk right through it and accept it? You know. And I think that I know that you're gonna do you're gonna do fantastic with that, man. Yeah, that's I think great. It's the, the right road for you. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Can you tell us anything about the new gig or not yet? Yeah, I mean, NDA. It's no, no. There's no NDA. It's basically going to be uh, creating, uh, creating content for uh, creating. Wait, what is it? Creating branded content. So essentially, putting together longer formatted shows. Um, and I've got all kinds of ideas. I've been thinking on this for years now. Uh, it's something I've been trying to do at the station and whatnot. And then, you know, we'll work with advertisers and stuff like that to get uh, branded content in there. And, you know what I mean? It'll really be kind of building this digital network of, uh, you know what I mean, different shows and stuff like that uh, that's that's branded. Uh, and when I'm basically on a larger level, this, you know what I mean? That content king. What up, Tash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's no, great. it's yeah, it's 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 a great opportunity. Uh, I'm super stoked about it. You know, I don't know what the future looks like, and and that's always exciting to me. Because uh, uh, you know, again, <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. I'm gonna still be. You know, the streams are still gonna be going on. Uh, you know, I'm I'm always looking to create and do more. So. Uh, you know, having that opportunity is going to be fantastic. Anyway, we, we, we need to get to the, the topics here. Uh, that's right. Uh, we need to get to the topics. Right now, since uh, since Doc is our guest, uh, you know, let's go ahead and let's start out with uh, Doc's topic here. All right. So um, I think the general thing, you know, everybody has the hot, you know, the hot thing that is speaking of and going on right now. So we're going to speak on the... Um, you know, ninja moving the mixer thing and how it's going to put content creators like ourselves, um, like put us on the spotlight. What are you going to do? Are you going to switch? Are you going to go that way? How do you feel about him moving with him being the number one um, on the platform? Just because he's number one doesn't mean that he's the best. But how is that going to change the uh, 
How is that going to change the platform for, for all of us? Are we going to switch? Are we going to stay? Is this going to make Twitch, you know, change the way that they treat their creators? You know, like, how do, how do you feel about it? Uh, for me, this is a... I, I love the fact that I've seen this. Again, there's a lot of people that, that are kind of hating on it which I don't, I'll never understand that. It's like, look, somebody's finding success. I mean, shit, dude, would you not take money to go to a different platform? I mean, you know, I absolutely have no issues with that uh, whatsoever. Not only that, but then it's it's bringing on, cause you know people are gonna follow, people are gonna go over there. Uh, that's a huge statement. Hold on. Excuse me, sorry, I had to cough real quick. And, uh, you know, it's a huge statement that he's making there uh, by doing that. And and we're seeing it now. Like, I, I mean, if you look at uh, if you look at Twitch, uh, Twitter or anything, you know, you follow other content creators and stuff like that. A lot of people now have gone over and tested out the waters and they're saying, "Ooh, the water is just fine over here, guys. There's a lot of people saying that. And that's, you know, that so other people are not. Mm, now I'm curious. I'm not going to lie. I went and made a mixer account just in case <laughs> absolutely I had, I had a mixer account what a year or two ago i already had one i had to change the name over but i had a mixer account before but i was like okay it's just another one because i did a lot of xbox gaming you know a lot of my gaming came from console play before um the actual pc side of it so already had one because when i went live on xbox it was already mixer and i was like how come mm. i can't do this on twitch i was like because i have to do it through mixer so yeah right it's really interesting i think it really does like i mean one you know he's making easy money with yeah. it like it just for them to pay him to get him to go there had to be at least like one or two years worth of salary on twitch yeah. been contract is there. probably crazy uh, yeah it's got to be insane but i do really think it's it's a smart move it's really i think gonna pay off for mixer very well i think ninja's gonna be the same it's gonna be the same for him i think he's gonna have all the same kinds of perks same kind of money i think it's gonna be very similar for him um but i think for mixer it's an excellent choice i think they're going to bring so many people to it i mean like yeah like just us making like new accounts for it and doing that just putting more eyes on um another streaming service other than just twitch and youtube i think is really good for the streamers and the viewers because i mean i mean we, we've talked about this a little bit before we're like competition breeds creativity right and it, it's gonna make the perks i think better for everyone across the board um when you bring in even more competition like that so i think uh we'll see i need to do a deep dive on, on what mixer is looking like um uh, to speak on it further but like i i do think it's gonna be really interesting how things play out with that because you know like i said like we have youtube we have twitch and now we got mixer too and like if we have like three big heavy hitters like they're gonna really do some interesting stuff to uh keep viewers and keep their streamers yeah it split the audience it sorry go ahead no 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 it's all you 
I was just, yeah, I was saying it split the audience and it made it, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs now are moving over to Mixer and whatnot. What they did was absolutely brilliant. You got to get somebody. You already know he's got a built-in fan base that is die hard. Uh, so they're going to make that move. Not only that, but then now now streamers are looking like this is a top-tier streamer. Uh, this dude uh, moved over here. Maybe I'm going to take a look at it. You got a lot of that. And all I've seen are, are positive things about moving over there and the community and stuff like that because the the i don't know if any of you guys watch like uh, any of the, like the twitch drama stuff and whatnot but there's so much just like just just like dumb 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 stuff that happens uh and dumb things that people are doing and and all the you know it's like i want to chill you know what i mean it's like people need to chill out man <laughs> like you know and yeah. it's like i think that's that's welcoming to a streamer you know just like oh this chill community that's just here to have fun and enjoy the good times and stuff like that it's going to be appealing to anybody that's streaming no, see, I'm, I'm hesitant for that because, like, right now, like, mixers are obviously like smaller still. But mm -hmm. I suspect that kind of crap's still going on there. We just haven't heard about it because we haven't even heard about mixer. Like, I'm yeah. sure there's still going to nope. be those negative yeah. sides to it, and Such there's going to be plus and minuses, not even taking in the human factor. Yeah, so it's such a small platform, and like Smitty was saying before, with that huge jump that Ninja did, bringing over his audience, and that's why I raised my hand and I was like, Ninja is bringing along the younger generation. With him bringing along the younger generation, those are the next generation of streamers. So people playing Fortnite, um just like they're watching ninja just because he plays fortnite these people want to become like he is and they see a new platform that they can gravitate towards so when they gravitate towards that it's, it's totally different you yeah me? i mean if they uh essentially um will be growing up with mixer rather than twitch yeah it could be really interesting i i wonder too with them because i i suspect a lot of his fans are very uh very diehard where maybe they only watch his stuff and not really participate in a lot of other streams um so yeah we'll see i mean i i hope it spreads i hope you know like people who are creating and are decent people and if they're on mixer or twitch or youtube like they all like find their success so i'm hoping he makes that happen for more uh mixer people i did see recently that he um he ended up hosting a girl and it's like oh yeah like her stream usually does like yeah what was it like 100 to 500 people usually mm -hmm. viewing and it's like oh here have a hundred thousand views yeah ninja hosting <laughs> and yeah that's right. just what you get and that's like that's game changer like that will that like is, make or break your career like that's platform. just so nice i'm really proud of him for doing that too because like previous statements and stuff i'm like uh but him like just hosting a girl like that's that's fantastic like just elevating smaller streamers to a higher level is really great so i i think he's already spreading the love really well i'm already glad to see that now let's think about the hype train think about the hype train that's going on right now everybody moves over the mixer you're you're a content creator that's already you know established on twitch move on over to mixer you know what like how is that going to pan out for you you know what i'm saying like how how's the hype train going to be in a month once everything is said and done like, mm -hmm. is the hype going to be the same? Is Mixer's analytics going to be a bit different? You know, like, how is that going to pan out? Yeah, it's really curious. I'm curious about it. Like, it's something, like, I want to look into because for the most part, I think for a lot of people, 
the transition will be slow. So a lot of people are going to be um, getting whole new audiences, which exactly. I mean, that you know, like they might break through with like the Mixer audience versus Twitch audience and like the way um, people find channels and they find you. So like it might be a benefit to switch over then like, boom, you have a community that you just never quite were able to find and click with on like Twitch or on YouTube. Right. And you make that that risk. Um, switching over but you never know like it, it might go all right i need to look into it i'm i'm curious about it i do have like a lot of uh not just affiliate level but affiliation with uh twitch and what that is and like other uh streamers and uh that community so i'm more hesitant in that way but i'm really curious about like the other perks and like maybe trying it out too so when people one thing that people need to know when moving over to um to Mixer, please know there's no affiliate program. It's either you're a streamer or you're nothing. Doc, you I'm know, catching a lot of background noise uh, from your mic, I think. It is it raining be. at his place. Oh. <laughs> I had to turn myself down a little bit. You shouldn't be hearing any background. There you go. There you go. Good. Doc came back. Whatever. Keep. Let, yeah. Yep. Sorry, I didn't mean but to yeah, break that up there. Um, it should be, um, God, I got, <laughs> no, if you move over to Mixer, um, there's no affiliate program like there is on Twitch. So please know if you move over, be prepared that you're not going to receive any kind of revenue like you thought as a Twitch affiliate, you know? Well, Day, Day is saying in the stream, right Day is saying it's in the stream like, that, that one of his friends, uh, and one of my friends as well, Divine Kage, uh, made a switch over there recently and he said that people over there were super nice they showed her a bunch of love gave her tips and stuff like that so like right out the gate you can monetize uh whereas within twitch you have to get the affiliation and whatnot um but all i keep seeing is is people talking about how great the community is over there uh which i think is really intriguing well maybe twitch, twitch being an affiliate it's toxic. only I mean, we don't know. I mean, Mixer might be too. It just might be different communities and what we're hearing from. Like, we are not hearing about the people who went over there then just quit. Right. We don't know. I think it is a smaller community, so most likely it's going to be less bad, just given percentages of people that suck and how many people are actually on it right now. Um, but yeah, like even with like the affiliate program, I mean, the affiliates only... The only difference is subs. Like you can still donate, you can still give bits, you can still raid, you can still do all these other things with people who aren't affiliated. Uh, affiliated yet. So I'm like, I'm curious, like what their like breakdown is of the different like levels, streamer, no streamer, what it takes to actually, um, what and how you can make profit on Mixer. Because there's all kinds of different ways to do it. Like, I mean, YouTube's um, subscription button does something very different than what it does on Twitch. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, I, I think that is a good uh, good topic, and, and a lot of people are, are uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes for everybody, uh, especially just kind of seeing what people are doing uh, over on the mixer end. So, um, yeah, but, I say give it a month. Give it a month. Let it settle <laughs> down because news kind of dwindles down over time. So I say give it a month see how it goes and see if the hype is still the same because some people are not going to feel the same way about it 
Right. Yeah, like it, it takes time for people to try it out, and that's what I mean. Like you're gonna, we're gonna hear like the more more of the ins and outs um, once people are actually on it. Like Ninja hasn't really been on it yet. We don't know what he does or doesn't like about it. He might hate it and change his mind. Like mm-hmm. you, we don't know. He might, as soon as he can, leave the contract, get out of there, and go back to Twitch. Like we don't know. Um, so it's just gonna be a matter of like people learning how to use it and what they like and what they don't like. Like I've heard so many stories of people that like don't like Twitch so they go to YouTube. Don't like YouTube so they go to Twitch. Don't like YouTube or Twitch so they go to Facebook. So I think everyone just kind of runs into a different community no matter what platform they choose. I forget that Facebook gaming is a thing too. Like Facebook that is gaming I, is yeah. also a thing. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even ignore Or was it a thing? <laughs> there was <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't need my mom coming in my chat like, what'd you eat today? <laughs> what? Ma, I'm playing PUBG. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Just pause. Pause the game. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right, let's, let's, let's move on, though. Uh, Sesh, let's uh, hit up your, uh, your topic here uh, next. Oh, was that mine? Sorry, you, you cut out a little bit on mine. Wait, what? No, no, I was saying, uh, yeah, let's, uh, if we want to move on, let's move on to the, uh, to your topic next. Yeah, so this one, I actually haven't really talked about this too much, but I'm part of, like, the Smash Bros. community, and I'm in the Smash scene, and I just recently read this little bit on, uh, Kotaku, of all sites, and it's talking about, um, Super Smash Con, which is a tournament and Smash Brothers specific convention that's happening this weekend, and it's one of those ones I've been meaning to go to, I really want to go to it, um, but it always lands right after EVO, which is another huge Smash tournament, and just, like, it's, like, the biggest fighting game tournament in America. We like you get record-breaking um, entrance for almost like every single game um, at Evo, and this year they ended up they didn't have my Smash game, which is Super Smash Brothers Melee, the GameCube version, the old school version, because I have been playing for a long time, and uh, so it was really it was kind of sad not having that one there. It was a minute part of like why I was also not going to Evo, but Smash Con. Um, kind of makes up for that in a lot of ways. Like it has, um, from what what I believe, like SmashCon actually hosts all of the games as part of their tournament series. Like they do a tournament for each of the titles, and I believe that is still including in sixty four. And this thing's only been around. I think this is maybe their fourth or fifth year so doing SmashCon. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very young series. Um, a lot of the tournament series, um, they are much older, but a lot of them had gaps in time. Like the a lot of um, melee players, myself included, uh, kind of retired when Brawl came out because the normal stick that you do with like uh, uh, esports and like fighting games is you just play the newest iteration and. Mm. So that one, Brawl was the new one, but it wasn't um, as tournament-friendly as Melee. And so the games and the tournaments just kind of stopped for a while. And then they came back. People went back and they started playing the old one again. And it started to blow up all over again. And so Evo, like I think it was 2013 or 14, Evo started hosting it again. This was the first year they hadn't hosted it since then. And there's just been all these other tournament series that have like popped up since then, and Smash and SmashCon's like one of the big ones now. Um, it, apparently, this weekend's entrance for Melee was the second biggest, uh, or not second biggest. I'm sorry, 
biggest second biggest this year for entrance and it had 850 people that are entered wow. in just melee and that's the older game <laughs> that's crazy um, yeah smash and like they is, do smash is killing it oh yeah absolutely like even even the older one like the one that had the most this year was um over 1100 uh people it was the beginning of the year it was genesis genesis 6 um, and that was also when, like, I actually did participate in. So I'm one of those over 1,100. And so it was just, it's a game that's, I mean, the whole whole Smash uh, series in general is just growing and changing. And I, I think it's really made esports more accessible to a lot of people. Just because it's such a, it's an easy game to watch and get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a lot more going on once you actually know the game than you exactly. first but yeah, like it, it's just very interesting too because we see a lot of things about like Fortnite on these other like huge games that have like blown up. But I, I really do like this esports scene too, where you have to go there and you have to play with people. You have to play with an individual. Like you can lab and do online play, but like when it actually comes to tournaments and actually winning real prizes, actually doing all of that, none of it's online. There's like no qualifiers online. It's literally just you going there, sitting next to people, playing through your pool, playing through a bracket, getting to top eight, playing all the way through grand finals on a huge stage. And it's it's just really grown. And I think it's a really fun, um, it's still that grassroots as- aspect of esports. And I'm glad to see SmashCon is still obviously hosting and still popping, still huge, even after like the disappointment of Evo letting um, Melee go. Like they did end up last year having both Smash Smash mm-hmm. games, and they had the newer one as their main event game. They always they we don't know who's gonna win this one because SmashCon, like most Smash tournaments in these grassroots weekend tournaments, they usually take the course over two to three days. First day is usually where they get through those over a thousand people that enter. I mean, you know, two years ago, Evo was over five thousand people for the new Street Fighter V game. It's the biggest. Uh, tournament entry uh, record ever for people who actually just show up to a tournament to play a game. Um, so they get through that as much as they can the first day. Next day, maybe rounds twos, and then they get to people actually playing in brackets. And the final day, sometimes that's also bracket, depending on how the tournament is run, and then goes into top eight. And they usually leave the best for last of what they expect the most views. Like even mm-hmm. this last one, Genesis had over 125,000 viewers on Twitch. And that's just that one tournament this year in like January or February. <laughs> that's insane. So it's, yeah, it's, the numbers are huge. Like it's a highly watchable game too. Like I think Fortnite's extremely fun and very watchable as well, but there's a little bit of it, unless you know it, it's a little bit easier um, watching a game where you see the whole map right there, and it's just a fighting game. It's just you beat up this person or this person, and either it's a life bar or it's them getting thrown off the stage. Like, that's yeah, just a very easy... No one moves. I see easy, you coming down. Yeah, it's a big audience. I know my that I'm going to use on you if you come down. I know yeah. you can counter with this. Yeah. But yeah. it's all about, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the beauty. That's the beauty yeah. of it. it it's yeah. such beauty when it comes to that. Rather yeah, than, like it's, you know, it's, not it's absolutely BRs or shooters. Yeah. It's just fighting in general. Well, what you, you gotta have know that you got to know your opponent. You got to know yourself. You got to know right. what's going to happen at this angle. 
he has this possibility, you have this oh, possibility. The amount of knowledge use? in these games that the players do and the amount of lab time they do, the amount of practice, the amount of testing different things out. Because like fighting games have changed. Like It's not just you do this one combo and then you win. It's about reading what the other player is going to do. Like There's just so much that goes into like what it yeah. actually is to be like, for example. Yep. Like just you having you know the right nerves, you being able to read your opponent, you not letting your nerves get in the way of like the practice you've done to perfect what your moves are and just being able to think so quick on your feet like it's uh, it's really entertaining to watch it's really fun stuff i mean yeah. and i do think like with the fighting games like with a game like uh like overwatch or fortnite or these other games uh, or counter-strike um what you need is you need like a uh, controller in the control room so you need like basically someone that knows when to pop out and actually show a third person to the viewers. And they also need to know and have enough sense of the game and know what will be best um, translated to best viewership as in best way to read what's going on. So that person's gonna be someone who actually has to go from like first person of one player to another player to another player to the other team. So the other team over here, then back to like the world map view, back to like the overhead view, back to like a third person view. And like that person, like that's an extremely important job. And that's something you need in a lot of first person shooter games just to get a sense of what's going on with everyone because it's so chaotic. But when you get it to be something a little bit simpler, like just a, you know, one person fighting another one in this game, that's that's it. And they're just going to a tournament and physically sitting next to each other to play. There's just something really like special and great about that. So yes, go go watch SmashCon this weekend. We don't know who's gonna win tomorrow. Top eight's gonna be tomorrow, not today. The probably for all the Smash games, which is just it, it's really great. I'm really glad they're still doing that kind of stuff. And I haven't really had the chance to speak on um Smash Brothers specifically, and any real news with that uh, since we've been doing this podcast, and this is actually like a big thing with me. Like the the guys hosting the stream for that is VG Bootcamp, and they do most of the main tournaments, and they're all amazing guys. They're all really fantastic too, and thankfully they don't have to do that controller job like they would with first person shooter games. <laughs> but they do all the tech stuff. Like it's it's a whole it's a whole production, and it's really really fun to see it um up close personal like if you actually go to one of these tournaments like I, I highly recommend it like if you like any of the any fighting games smash games if you can make it out to a physical tournament rather than just watching on twitch too and seeing it from that type of viewership like it's fun to go and observe in person as well and there's still yeah, like and actually to be able yeah. to acknowledge the fighter themselves Absolutely. Playing, you know, to get there and to to see that individual, to sit down and say, "Hey, I love your content. What's your mindset like?" Yeah, it, it's good to it's good to sit down and do it. We can do it from Twitch. We could just like now how we do on the podcast. We can yeah. sit down and and we can just oh chit chat and chat. But once that person's gone, they're gone. Right, and there's we something there's something very like as great as uh, Twitch and streaming games. Like a lot of these pro players are actually like professional streamers, where they're really bringing in more money from their stream than they are with the prize money. Especially for Smash, unfortunately, which is one of the um, lower prize pools with how crazy esports has been. It's it's not like the biggest money maker yeah, as far as, as if you're going like to pick an esports to go like, what, is, yeah. what is the current? I say the top two, well, from what my what I recollect right now in regards to what the top two in regards to esports in general, it's going to be Fortnite. And I don't know about CSGO, but um, it's like that or League. CSGO, League, and um, 
Dota, Hearthstone. Dota. Like, yeah, I, like I those, those Dota ones. in a minute though. Yeah, it, it's been a minute, but um, it depends too on if you're counting um, American prizes or worldwide prizes. Like that's a big difference as well. True. And like, yeah, I Ramblers think Smash Rocket like, League. Rocket League Rocket is League. huge as yep. well. Yeah, that one's big. I one. That one's very popular. Rocket League. Oh yeah, like it's, it's really fun stuff. That one is very watchable as well because it's it's chaos and it's fun, but it's kind of a controlled because you have the ball that is the focus. <laughs> Which is well, great. It's, it's kind of like how you say with fighting games. You have your platform, you have mm-hmm. your your area and what's your fighting. And then that's that's pretty it's pretty solid and, and set right there. Yeah, um, like that's that's the thing with like smashing these fighting games. Like they they again, like it, it's easy to view, it's easy to be able to sit down and kind of watch any of them and at least have like more of a basic understanding than what's going on in like a game like League of Legends, which kinda gotta play, kinda gotta understand to a to a degree to kind of figure out what's going on, what you should be looking for. And yeah, like it's, it's just really fun. It's really interesting. Like, I, I mean, I can speak from personal experience. I know this is a fact for other people too. It's like mm-hmm. when you're playing online, it's just, it's just not personal. Like you're just, you're cursing and you're angry that you're using and this person, this somebody is just being super annoying and they're terrible. And like, you'll just get more mad online than you'll ever get in person. Like you go to a tournament, you're playing, you're losing against this person. It doesn't matter. Like, it's just not as, it's just more, it's humanized. Like, when you go there and you play, like, with a real person versus, like, when you're just playing online. And that's, like, really one of the greatest things with, like, going to these tournaments. Like, oh, there is somebody playing on the other side of this. Like, for the games that are available online. Like, Mm -hmm. you can absolutely, like, somebody could be a douche and, like, you can't actually get that conveyed through the way somebody plays a game, which is incredible that a game could even have that be a possibility (laughs) right but it's it's just it's not the same as just playing with somebody that's just physically right there and it's just it's a really great experience like the energy from seeing those and like being there with the hype and like an audience like that is just absolutely fantastic and i mean i just seriously watch some smash tournaments watch these like grassroots originated tournaments where they have just they come from the place where they evolved from being in like little dinky comic book shops. Watch what they are the now. Local twenties were. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that they were um, comic book shops. With local twenties. Rambler is saying that it was the first esport that was broadcasted uh, broadcasted on NBC. Uh, I didn't realize. That. I think that was a Rocket League oh, wow. uh, tournament. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't realize that was a thing. I, I gotta, I gotta see my. So from, from my perspective, I'm a filthy casual uh, as far as with all of that stuff. I totally <laughs> am. Like I'm not. Like I don't know the scene for esports. Like I know it's very much a thing um, and whatnot. But like I'm, I'm still like on the. Like I just haven't gone and because like I'm always been very much a. Well, I'd rather play the game than watch somebody play. You know, play the game. I guess uh, type of yep. type of person. So, uh, but you learn a lot and you get to see things. Um, but yeah, so for me, but I realized that is a huge community and there's lots of people like I, uh, we, I went to an event, uh, with the, with the mini gunners and, um, Kawaii face miles, uh, is a, uh, she, she's a fight. She does a fighting game. I think uh, it was street fighter. I believe, um, but you know, like I didn't, you know, she's got a great community. Um, she's she's a local out here uh, in Las Vegas, uh, so it's cool being able to meet her a little bit um, and and check out her stuff and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, 
yeah, it's like that scene is so, you know, I feel like very much I'm on the outside of that. Like for me, like Smash has always been a casual, fun game. To, like that's a game I can watch because it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, exactly. I may not know what the hell's going on, but I know there's all kinds of like little things. Like they're saying, like the casters saying things. Like I don't understand what you're saying, <laughs> but I see what they amazing. did. Yeah, absolutely. When, when oh, people man. cast people those things, oh my God. When they oh, cast I love those, them. they're great. I'm like, dude, who hired you and how much you getting paid? Because you are <laughs> absolutely fantastic. More, that's what I say. Yes. I was like, <laughs> like the amount of knowledge they have for the games. Job. And like, that, that's the thing too. Like, it's just, it's such a small community. Like, those casters are the same people who are going to be partying with the players right afterwards. Like, it's just all the same thing. voice. It, oh shoot! Somebody is jumping up and yeah. he took a shot. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just every like, just so many of like the higher ups. I mean, at least speaking from like the Smash side of it, like the people that are ranked versus like the people who are the influencers in the scene. Like, just so many of them are like just friends and all hang out with each other. Like, it's just it's a really cool vibe. And like going there, you see all these other little clicks of people that might not be influencers or they're just interested in the game, and you just find a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of different levels of nerd finding their nerd tribe at each of these, which is it's just really fun. It, it's really great to see. And like I know, you know, we got Fortnite, thirty million, all of that happening. But I just want to shine a little bit of a light on these things that started actually as grassroots, in person, real humans playing next to each other. Land party it's, level of games. They have evolved, but that's where they started from. It's one of those things where, yes, you're in the the top light, but you're not, you know, you have all these, I'm not going to say underground, but you have (laughs) this, you know, this other tier of gaming that you need to dwell into. Something that is great. Something that is amazing that you guys need to go ahead and and venture on into. Fortnite is, you know, Fortnite. That's what it's going to be, another BR game. But have you, have you smashed though? Like, do you smash? (laughs) Like, do you do that? Yeah, you smash. You smash though? Do you do you ultimate smash though? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody not. take that out of context. I'm gonna need for y'all to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, that is uh, that is yeah, that what a great community it really is, and it's good seeing that it's uh, thriving and and they're bringing things back. Uh, and and you know, like like uh, like Rambler was saying, he's like it's more about just being at the event and getting to hang out with the people and and you know what i mean all that stuff and that goes for any kind of live event you know uh and that stuff going on good community of people coming together to have a good time nothing wrong with that yes i just want to shine a highlight on that because specifically smash con is going on this weekend and personally i didn't get any melee hype from last weekend in vegas so smash con it is guys (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's move on to our third and final topic. We are talking about this, right? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if it's me, Smitty, but it sounds like you keep on cutting yeah, out. I think you got to be like out. way close to your mic. Yeah, oh. I think your mic has like a really um, a small range. Uh, hold on, I can yeah, I can adjust that. I might have it cranked a little too much. Huh? Yeah, when, when you lean in, we, we hear just fine, but you lean back, it, it cuts out. It cuts out, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I could probably bring it up some more, too. Uh, yeah, it's so... Like hold your face at your mic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> should I do this? 
we'll just talk like this now. Did you hear that? Ooh. As they've described it before, you need to deep throat the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh god not oh, make no. the sounds <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> alright so our third topic our third topic uh, hold on hold on we gotta, we gotta, what happened there we deviated so so far <laughs> it's almost transition we took a commercial yeah. break yeah <laughs> so our, our third topic that we were looking to talk about here was the uh, the Apex there was an Apex Legends uh, tournament that was supposed to be broadcasted on on uh, ESPN, and ESPN uh, went after uh, the the tragedies here in El Paso and in Ohio, and I know there's been a there's been a number of them. Uh, they decided to pull it uh, out of respect uh, for that for for that shooting and whatnot. And I guess we we're kind of we were kind of torn. We we're talking a little bit about this uh, beforehand. We were kind of torn as far as you know what I mean. Like for me, I, at first I thought it was Apex that had pulled themselves out, uh, but uh, Doc clarified that it was ESPN that did it. And it's like ah, uh, it you know. And then we we've been hearing talks in the news and whatnot about video games causing violence and this and that. And uh, you know, me personally, I don't you know. I think that's all BS. Uh, you know, instead of tackling an issue head on, it's just making up excuses. You know, there's not really, you know, it's like, you know, there's a problem. There's clearly a problem here. Let's look at realistic ways to, you know, figure out what that issue is and and um, come up with solutions uh, to make it better, to make it safer for everybody. Um, so this is, you know, this is this is one I'm definitely uh, torn on. Uh Cause that's how you know th- those are my thoughts uh, on that, and um, I-, I don't know. So it's a, it's a I-, I feel both ways about it, I guess. So with Apex <laughs> being, well, hold on, let's see. So with Apex, uh, with them being a part of that, and ESPN saying now we already know that ESPN, anybody that thinks of ESPN, it's going to be what sports network. Nothing about everything about sports. Now when we think about sports, we're starting to dwell into esports. Just as uh, Sesha was talking about. Now, what if certain platforms or everything, like fighting games, along with shooters or everything, come about to ESPN and broadcast on ESPN for, you know, for the, all the right reasons, just because we are now acknowledging this as an actual sport. So, with them pulling Apex Legends after a tragedy, it's, it's very... It's, respectful that they did it because we don't want to broadcast and i don't know if this is their first time pulling uh a shooter or any kind of esports game onto a uh, television broadcast network i think it is because they haven't been doing esports all that long so like with uh, them two pulling... years ago the the um what was it the street fighter tournament i mentioned was one of the first things they aired actually so it's only been a couple of years at most so with them pulling that it's respectful in a sense. And I, I applaud them for doing that because after a tragedy, but there's so much stuff that's going on in the world that is not being like told or even yeah. brought up in general. Addressed, so. I'd say like, I, I do think like video games are specifically a distraction topic, um, a which this is, a, this is a, a shooting game. So I can say, yeah, I think that's, 
that's a fair fair choice to make. But I don't think that they would have pulled it if people didn't complain that video games um, were a root cause of this. But how many times have you grown up when, you know, the generation of gaming has come about and we all, you know, your, your parents used to say or you hear, oh, don't play GTA because it wants you to, what, carjack people and shoot random people on the road? Oh, you basically. That that's, the, that's the root of the entire cause? No, that's not it. Yeah, it's basically been uh, my whole life with it. So I, I've paid very close attention because I don't like to um, generalize to the fact where it's just like, well, I mean, in my personal experience, no, I don't want to harm anything in real life because I'm, you know, doing it or whatever the TV or the make-believe stuff is saying. I never have wanted to do that. Nobody I know has ever wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. Do people want to do that? So I pay attention. I, I read up about studies. And I mean, it's absolutely study after study show that there is just no correlation at all with any violence and being a gamer. Like, it's just they're just not related. Sometimes there's an overlap. A lot of times there isn't. There's just nothing in it. And the other thing, too, that we have to look at, and I think this is a really, really good point. I hope that we'll shut people off about this is... America is the only place where the, the shootings are happening and we're not even the biggest gaming country in the world. Exactly. So what are the differences? And like people do point to guns. I don't want to get into that side of uh, the discussion today, but I do want to just say it's not games. Games are everywhere. Games are worldwide. People are playing it everywhere. People aren't doing the shootings everywhere. There's studies that show. I, I've, I've read up on it so much, I did actually find one study that was negative towards video games, but it was very specific. So the thing is, like, there's nothing about like violence, there's no correlation with that in any of these studies, but there was one uh, recently, the UK found out that you, if you are a gamer that specifically plays driving games, not shooting games, not any other games, just, you know, no, no Minecraft, but driving games, racing games specifically, mm -hmm. you, there is actually a correlation to you having a, uh, having more car accidents. So that's the only correlation. That makes sense. I want to go fast. Specifically racing games. Exactly. <laughs> specifically racing games that are going to make you confident in this make-believe world about doing this thing that is mundane and you do every day in the real world, you're going to do less good because that's not how the real world works. It's literally only those. There's been no other correlation <laughs> with any kind of violence or real world repercussions from that. They even say like if you play video games in general, you are probably a safer driver because you're better at seeing multiple things on the road at once and paying attention to multiple things, you know, because you have your life gauge, you have your your lives, your health, your magic, your potions, your items, your cooldowns, people attacking you, multiple things attacking you. So you're able to get a better sense and you have just better driver's awareness. <laughs> I have read stuff where like that actually does help you be a better driver. But not if you're playing driving games. Just be extra careful on the real world yeah. or road if you're playing driving games. But so people good. that are playing these games in general, they more than likely don't have their license or own vehicle at best. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I'd say they do. They I know, they like, my, my old roommate yet. would only play, like, he almost only, like, he loved racing games. Those were his favorite. Like, he played a lot of those. He thankfully was able to separate real world from video game world and not drive the same way 
but some people they kind of blur that line they get into the wrong muscle memory wrong like recognition of like what they're used to seeing and mm-hmm. they just have a slightly higher um accident rate than people who don't play racing games well and, and, and again it's, it doesn't apply to everyone it's just a I grew slight up in the world study show like oh. midnight club and we all knew how fast that game was yeah. like for what was it ps2 i think it would no ps1 ps2 no 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 i may be getting that wrong yeah but i grew up a... in the world of uh playing midnight club and thinking that that's a way to drive and fast and the furious <laughs> came out and it was oh. all about all the driving oh. i want to drive just like that Drifting. oh gosh yeah the, there was a lot of early 2000s edition games well, Reek and Mutt yeah. said that uh, in the Twitch stream, uh, games are being used to justify the behavior of some. However, we all know they do not influence shooters. If they did, it would be a world problem and not a U.S. problem. I agree 100%. Uh, again, it's just a cop-out. It's a cop-out uh, uh, excuse. And, and I understand that, uh, you know, especially a bigger company like that, you're, if, if sometimes not responding in any way can, can be a killer for you, so I think they're just erring on the safe side because especially in this day and age of cancel culture and and all that stuff, people are quick to, you know what I mean? You didn't respond correctly, you know, F you, uh, don't go to that company or, or, you know, this and that. And I think they, you know, again, being a larger company, they, they played the safe road on it and went ahead and did yeah, it. Yeah, lar- larger plays the safer when they're ignorant. Like that's that's the thing. Like it's just it's ignorance about video games. Um, like for have that that topic to come up now, and literally like it's like half of Americans play some kind of video game. Like even if it's like a mobile game or something. Like yeah. half of people are gamers, and that those those statistics are even bigger in other countries around the world. Again, other countries around the world aren't having the same issues as we are right. with mass shootings. So there's something else that's different that's going on. But yeah, it's, I, I just find it, it it's it's frustrating. I mean, a big company would take an extra safe route to avoid any chance of any controversy, which I I feel like they did it more for that rather than actual respect because it is such a big company and they do really not have a great understanding of uh, of games. But yeah, I mean, I just I hope to not see more of that. Like, I know there was um, there were tabloids about how Walmart's taking down all their video game advertising, and that that's not exactly true. Like, what it is is they have taken down violent advertising. They have taken down any things like that. Like, they um, they're not playing um, like specific like action movies or like violent stuff on like any of the TVs they have on their displays. They're taking down um, any like gun displays for you know like their their stands like their um, like their cardboard cutout advertisements and that's for movies, our games, just like any of that. Rem- they're mo- removing those from the stores, which like that's kind of that's kind of okay. Like that's that's respectful. I feel like yeah, it's so not going to solve the problem. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's you know like, I think it's fine to have like a business safe side. Like they're not removing the things from the shelves, so it's not actual like censorship. So mm-hmm. I think that's. That's fine, but at the same time, the guy drove six hours to a Walmart to do this. So he wasn't even, you know, it's not like he was there, saw the the advertisement, and was like, I should come back tomorrow and do this. It was preempted. You know, like, it didn't give him the idea. That's the he, thing. Like, he was preempted yeah. already. Yeah, the, the ideas were already there. So when you take down <laughs> the, the advertisement at the place that this happened, that's, 
that's not going to prevent it. It's respectful to the people it has happened to, I feel like, but it's it's not the it's not dealing with the problem for the future. Right, exactly. exactly. But but they use like the media is using something. They have to have something as an scapegoat. Like somebody something's got to be an scapegoat in regards to the situation. Are we going to blame who who can we blame because we can't say that it's it's something in general. We we got to blame it on something. Well, they don't want to. Yeah, they're. they I mean, they're blaming it on gaming because they don't want to blame it on the other things that require real. You know, again, not to get too into it, but just like real policy change and not uh, things that um, people are being paid off to vote certain ways for. And I don't think there's a lot of video game lobbyists in Washington. (laughs) Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. It's it's. It's just a weird hill to die on. It's like you're. It's like, look, dude. Like we. Like why? Why even bring oh, this up? It's Smitty, already. Been I think proven. we we got you going the other way. Um, I think now that you're leaning in closer, you're you're still cutting out. I'm cutting out more now. Can you hear me? It's more often. Yeah, you have to be like right up against the mic. It's that like is, you shrunk it. That's weird. Oh, oh, that I. Yeah, I might have brought it back a little bit. Here, we'll just. Uh, is that better? <laughs> Like I said, you got to deep throat it. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Damn. All right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that is, Sorry. that is, uh, no, no, you're right. You're right. And I think we're, uh, we're getting close here, uh, to ending. What are your guys's, uh, last thoughts or, or is there anything, uh, maybe somebody from the Twitch chat wants to bring up or, or any last thoughts that you guys have? My, my last thought is I hope now that video games have become so studied and such a worldwide thing that them being a scapegoat now is a topic they'll die really quickly. Because yeah. it just it's just not the topic they should be talking about. There are plenty of other things that they need to speak about in the world. Um, but to dish it out on such a, a vibrant, amazing community such as people that do play video games, a community that broadcasts video games, puts out content that does nothing but make people happy don't ish on um a community that does nothing but uh, amazing stuff for folks like don't dish off you know your 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 negativity on people that play games we play games because it's euphoric we spread the love to people because it's euphoric yeah it's um, escapism it's creativity it's it's so entertainment like it it's community it's there's so many different things like it's even just like finding things that you're good at when there's other things that you might not find that you're good at elsewhere in your life and so there's just it's such an outlet for people like at, taking it away or bashing on it when there's literally a video game for everyone out there there really is they just might not have played it yet i guess it's so frustrating you an adventurer are you a creator like you said are you creative you want to make some levels you want to just hang out in vr chat with the community yeah you want to build it you want to make stuff yourself like there's just there's so many things you can do with video games that we don't really have in other mediums like it's the broadest of like the creative mediums out there and for it to be attacked is just so inaccurate (laughs) yeah well that's just people that clearly are outside looking in they have no idea 
what the culture is, who the people are. They cannot relate. Uh, and, you know, it shows just how out of touch uh, they are by even saying that that's a thing. It's like, clearly you have exactly. not gamed. Like, I don't I don't know where I, I, I've been gaming my whole life and I've never felt like going on murderous rampages. Uh, yep. So, you know, that's I've you know, also never known anyone who's felt like that. So, so yeah, exactly. That like That sounds like something that you're dealing with. IRL. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like elsewhere with that, stay in your house, lock the deadbolt, and stay to yourself, please. Absolutely. Um, yes. So let's let's uh, let's wrap this up again. Sesh, thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to check out Review Sesh on Twitch. I'm gonna get that punched in there. Uh, Twitch.tv/sesh. Uh, uh, review sesh. Oh my gosh, I have the wrong name. I know. In there. I I need to I need to take that name back. It's an inactive account um, that somebody else has. Apparently, my weird name is really common. So right now it's just review sesh. I'm working on finding a better name for my channel. But you go there. It's a good time. You know, like I said, I'm crowdfunding stuff and everything I get right now towards twitch actually goes directly towards helping crowdfund that project so i get to be a filmmaker and make and create and provide a different form of escapism for people <laughs> yeah and and doc thank you so much uh again for joining us uh, i appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, in lieu of uh davis being out he's doing work uh, at conventions and whatnot uh so thank you so much uh for for joining us and uh being a part of the podcast all right, thank you very much for having me, man. It's good to to come in and actually, you know, we sit down, we talk about gaming um, and all this other uh, good jibber-jabber, as you always say. I told you the things that you say <laughs> seem to uh, just, just recollect in my mind, but thank you very much for having me, man. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you guys for uh, joining us again. The podcast releases every Monday. Uh, we record live on Twitch on Saturdays and then release on Mondays on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can find podcasts. Look up the CFG Gamecast and you'll be able to find every episode that we have done. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a great week. Have good games. Have good streams. We love your face.